and smash the 28 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today, use the promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog. 10 hour bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats and a $50 SGPN gift card. Uh, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from in the northeast of England. Today is, let's have a look, Wednesday, the 28th of February. We are here to pick over the carcasses of the FA Cup midweek slate of games and make some picks for match day 28 coming up this weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday in the Premier League. Joining me. From finest Nottinghamshire is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. How the hell are you? I'm all right. I'm a little bit hot here, hot under the collar. Uh, I'm just going to the bath 10 minutes ago. And like you, I like an absolutely steaming hot bath to the yes. point where I'm absolutely sweating out my pores. So I'm sitting here. I haven't quite cooled down from my bath yet. Uh, so feeling a little bit warm. If I'm looking a bit red in the face, that's why. What's your um, end bath game? Look like so. Say you you've been in the bath a long time. It's nearly time to get out. What's the protocol? What like plug out, lay in the bath, or get out the bath? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 when does the plug come out? When do you come out? And what do you do immediately <laughs> after coming out? Uh, I'll I'll take the plug out whilst still laid down with my foot, mm. obviously. Uh, but I don't sit there and let it all drain away whilst I'm sat there. Oh, like, okay. Don't sit in a dry bath. So, yeah, I literally pull the plug out and then get out generally. Um, I do sometimes like to pour a load of cold water in whilst I'm still sat in it before I finish to sort right. of bring the temperature down a little bit, but I didn't do that tonight. Um, otherwise, I'll generally go and cool off. I will lie down for 10 minutes, you know, just to cool off. But, uh, again, not tonight. I was in a bit of a rush to get ready for this. Well, yeah, that you're sitting you're cooling down thing. That's when you take the water out and still just lie there. I don't like That's that. That's how I cool down. And sometimes... Sat there, sat there in your own scum, aren't you? Well, no. Well, but you've been doing that for an hour anyway. Yeah, like that's cool. Yeah. So now I always lay... And then I will have a lie on the bed for 10 minutes as well. Just star-shaped. Just let me knackers dry in the, in the, in the cool evening breeze. Um, good. Good chat, Baz. Um, plenty of people in the uh, chat tonight who probably didn't want to hear any of that. Luke up the Oldham. Uh, what a win. Older were going up, up the ticks. Or do you only say up the ticks for Wigan? I've probably offended him now. Uh, Callum's here, James Mafia, Michael, good evening. Uh, Lee, all right, Lloydo. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, what's I going to say? What? So tonight, Barry, it's just been a horrible, horrible, horrible evening. Um, it's just been an anatomy of a disaster on every single front, like, Bear with me, I'll try and... Because it all ties together. It's all kind of football-related. And we've had this conversation before. I think once it started going wrong, for me, 
then it was all going to go wrong. I just knew that shit was going to happen. So um, I had to take the kids' football training night, Barry, which I don't do anymore. But they were short and they were going to have to go without a training session. So I said I would do it. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I get a bit stressed by it. So that put us in a bit of a huff anyway at 7pm. As the session was going on, I then got the news that Newcastle had drawn Manchester City in the Cup, which put us into even more of a wild rage. Um, finished the session, got home. As you told me, Celtic were 3-0 up. I put out a nice little YouTube show today, giving Dundee on the handicap, which I'm sure everybody enjoyed. 7-1 um, that finished, so I missed that by an absolute mile. Um, and then just, it was the results were horrible in the fashion in which they came. So I lost all, the, all my picks, but I think, unluckily, Chelsea last-minute winner, horrible. But I think Leeds were live. Like, we had, we took Leeds at 3-1 to qualify. Man United last-minute winner, always horrible. Forrester well and truly in the game. I think it was a good pick as an underdog. Um, and then fucking Liverpool, swearing, sorry. Um, Southampton, half a goal in the first half, handicap. Southampton missed chance after chance after chance after chance. Liverpool score 44th-minute massive deflection to do me out of that as well. Um, so, yeah, just the anatomy of a disaster, Baz. And once the first domino had gone, which was me having to take kids' football training, the last domino was the last-minute winner by Casemiro. So it's just one thing after another, Baz. Yeah, the only thing I got right this week was Liverpool. Uh, I took Liverpool in a handicap, didn't I? And uh, just said I wasn't really concerned which lineup they put out, you know, they were getting the job done and I was convinced Southampton wouldn't be that bothered about it. Um, so, yeah, I did take a positive pick. I got a bit of stick. Someone on YouTube this week said too much Liverpool hate on this podcast. I assume that was related to me. Um, That's it. To be honest, Matt, we've talked about this before. We hate everyone, right? Arsenal get just as much. Yes, exactly. United get just as much shite. Even the likes of Burnley and Everton and them have been getting loads of shite lately. If you don't like it, maybe it's not the podcast. If you want me to be here and be nice about everyone every week, this isn't going to be. We'll be quite nice about Arsenal and Liverpool at this weekend. I, I thought I was all right. I had, a, I had a little rant about Klopp being a bit of a tit again. But other than that, I, we said we were reasonably happy to see them do Chelsea out of that final in the end. But um, yeah. um, I just don't. I didn't. Yeah, I had a bit of a moan about the whole Klopp's kids thing in it because they're all adults, Malcolm. I don't know if you know that. There wasn't a single, uh, wasn't a single child on the pitch. Um, but no, I took Liverpool tonight in a handicap and it, and it came off in the end. Um, you said to me before you sort of wanted to wait to see the outcome of those two games tonight, in particular Man United and Liverpool, to see whether it sort of helped out anyway. And then personally, I just don't think it did. Um, no. Come to that when we get to the games. So yeah, put an eye for me as well. The Liverpool game come off in a bit of a mixed bag. We started well. We both nailed the Coventry game. You said yeah. Coventry win to nail. I said Coventry win both halves. Um, Man City game, I took the over three and a half. That hit in the first half. And then, as I say, tonight was a little bit of a, a damn squib, really. So, I did say sometimes the FA is not always our fine. FA Cup's not always our finest stuff, is it? Um, I thought tonight, Baz, I'd make them again. Because, Lee, yeah. you, you pick a worse five-to-one shot than that tonight. And three to one to qualify. You'll pick a worse dog that gets beaten the last minute than Forrest. 44 yeah. and a half minutes. Southampton should have won that pick. That was unlucky. And then we picked the draw in Wolves Brighton, which finished one. I've actually seen not a bit of no, that. I, I watched yeah. a little bit of Green Box for a little while, uh, but that was about it. Um, 
Lee Searney did a Dundee plus thing in the handicap. That was 6 0 at half time to Celtic as well. <laughs> thing is, Simmons messaged me about that. And I said, I'd much rather lose 6 0 than live up with chin in me in the 44th minute with a deflection. Like, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose absolutely spectacularly. Like, um, and the YouTube short thing, Barry, I'd just like to point out, it was you that jinxed it because you broke my run. So you mushed the entire thing. You got in the cogs of what was a perfectly fine system. You broke it with a shit Tuesday night pick. And then that left me high and dry for Wednesday. So I thought I'd get the blame for that. But anyway, you can try yeah, again yeah. tomorrow. See what you can find tomorrow and chuck someone on the YouTube shorts for tomorrow. I'm sure you can get back to form, Malcolm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good time to point out again that we are putting out more short stuff and clips and highlights from the podcast so that if people want to dip in, um, obviously listen to the main show, listen to it all. But then when you want to dip back in on a daily basis and, and try and remember what we've had, we're now putting out sort of highlight picks for that day and, and short videos. So there'll be plenty more of that over the weekend, trying to keep it as, as busy as we can. Uh, and we appreciate everyone giving all their, their comments and their likes on that sort of stuff. So keep it up. Uh, the YouTube short thing, Barry, has caused me another problem and that it's become, having done something every day, it's become starkly aware how very few clothes I own and how very rarely I change them. So I'm going to start. <laughs> I noticed that today. I, I, I did notice. I know I short you've got the same MLB. I've got the same clothes fair, on every day. I don't generally wear this all day long. But when I come to do the podcast, it's cold in the kitchen. So I always pull the hoodie on. Um, so that look, might look like I never take this SGPN hoodie off, but I generally uh, don't wear it very often. I've changed my hoodie and my hat tonight. I'm sure I've got taken my Jets hat off in my uh, MLB Gambling podcast hoodie on, just so I look a bit different on a clip. Um, but I also, the, the final nail in my coffin tonight, Barry, was, as you know, like Bob plays for sort of three different teams. There's a couple of fixture classes at the weekend. Um and he's been picked for one game on Saturday, but not another game where some of the lads have been picked for both. So, of course, I've kicked off um, like a tit about him not being selected. And it turns out I hadn't ticked the box to say he was available. <laughs> so, proper wanky parent behaviour. The sort of behaviour that I absolutely abhor in other parents that you probably get, Barry, of other parents and you think they're a tit. I, I engaged in that tonight. I did message the coach and said, Oh shit! I've just been slagging you off to Kristen, and it turns out I hadn't ticked the box. So I came clean and told him I had been slagging him off, and it was my fault. So um, that was the uh, the final nail in my coffin tonight, Barry. I had an absolute shocker. Uh, Frank Gallagher, Frank, I'm, I've got shameless on the telly tonight. Frank, a uh, little bit of a name game. Frank said hello. Uh, Frank had a um, a nice winner at the weekend. I think uh, I can't remember what it was. But I remember seeing the screenshot. So, hello, mate. How are you? Nil-nil, wasn't um, it? He had, big, he had a big lump on the nil-nil in the Chelsea-Liverpool game, didn't he? Oh, that was the one, yeah. Go on. I've got a couple of uh, couple of uh, different discussion points for tonight. Ooh, good. Um, I've got one as well. I like football, this. Football related, but not um, not related to what we've just seen or anything. Um, the first one was, was penalty shootouts. And how we can make them a bit more interesting. Um, okay, <laughs> this should be good. Do they need so, to be more interesting, Barry? I've, I've never heard anyone talk to you. You don't find them a bit predictable, Martin. Like people just step up and some of them score, some of them miss. You just know that right, you know, okay. eventually. Hey, listen, but, um, I'm all for I reckon, innovation. I reckon we should get the coaching staff involved. Like, the take one. Yeah, yeah. The managers should have to take the very first penalty 
or maybe he's going goal for the first penalty, just to open it up a bit from the start. Um, it'd be nice to see the likes of sort of Roy Hodgson sort of stepping up to the spot and, and seeing what he can do, or you know, what about Jürgen, one support? Jürgen Klopp, Jürgen Klopp throwing the fist pumps out after nailing the first penalty down the bottom corner or something like that. Yeah, I think we should get the managers involved. Um, why should it be just the players? Um, I think so supporter I, would be all right if you pulled the ticket out the hat and say, right, we'll oh, see. Another good shout, eh? There's ways we'll we could see. mix it up and just make it a bit different. We're talking about bringing blue cards into the game. Let's yeah. f- let's just fuck shit up right across the board. So that was the first one. And the other one was a discussion point that came up in the TikTok Live a long time ago, and I meant to bring it up on here and I didn't. Someone asked me the question, so I'm asking you the question. If you found out tomorrow that all football that we have watched over the years had been scripted in the same way as WWE wrestling is. Would you yeah. still would you still watch it? Would I watch it in future? Would I watch? Yeah, yeah. Would uh, it, I mean, well, well, how would you feel about that? And and then how would you feel going forward? Would you would you jack it in or would you carry on? Nah, yeah, I'd be furious, and I would jack it in. Yeah, I think I think I'd probably jack it in. Like, but yeah. Yeah, if you were in a room, I like. Do you think it is? I'm not sure. Um, if Liverpool win four trophies this season, it definitely is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, just a, just a discussion. But I just wondered how you'd feel about that. I mean, it's still, well, it's still I don't really like it's it still, anyway. Still, sort of bugs me a little bit how grown men can can really enjoy WWE wrestling, knowing it's all just yeah, a, true. Um, or, or try and call it a sport or anything like that. Um, there you go. It was just a thought for the night, Malcolm. I just thought I'd ask how you feel about it. But that's, oh, that's leave that with the listeners. I had one discussion point which came out of watching Forest and Man United when they cut to the crowd. Then Mark Battenberg, the uh, Nottingham Forest referee analyst, was sitting there. And my question is, Barry, what the fuck's all that about? What's his job? <laughs> I don't like, know. Uh, what? what? Eh? It's bizarre, isn't it? I, I, yeah, I don't if you don't any of our American listeners who don't know, Mark Battenberg, who used to be a Premier League referee, he's a proper peacock of a man. Um, he's from up here. In fact, he only lives about a mile yeah. down the road. I've seen him a couple of times up and about. You can tell he's a tit. He would be right at the You know, he's got the tattoos on his arm bars of the yeah. big cup finals he's done. The we're European Cup finals and stuff, which yeah. is a massive, massive red flag. And then I've seen him at the cricket ones down at Durham, down to Chester Street here. Um, and he just had a very, very tight top on, which again it's just an immediate warning sign, isn't it? Um, yeah, so he's a he's just a bell end of a man. But why is he the what's his job? What's he telling? I was I, going I, I, tomorrow? I generally got no idea. Like how, how many times a week does he go and speak to Nuno Espirito Santo and say, oh, I've got some info on the referee for this weekend? Or um I, 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 I don't telling them like I, I, how to cheat better or or does he just sit at the game and review things and say, oh, you should have got a penalty there, mate. You were a bit unlucky. Or, oh, you know, you got away with one there. I don't know what he does. I don't know what why a club needs a referee analyst. It's, a, it's absolutely bizarre. He's also the uh, the referee on Gladiators now, isn't he? He is, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's, a, he's always had a, a wannabe celebrity thing going on. Um, so, yeah, that just bemused me all night. So, I think we've done a good job of uh, covering over the fact that we didn't make any winning picks tonight, Barry, by changing the subject. What we've done is... I made one winning pick, Malcolm. Thank you. Oh, yeah, OK. 
We've created a diversion, Baz, so the people won't remember now. Beautifully done. Congratulations. Who cares about the um, FA Cup anyway, Malcolm? We've got Man City away. Fuck the FA Cup. What was the jam? We'll, come on, we'll, we'll give the draw out just uh, for anyone who has missed it. Manchester City will play Newcastle United. Um, I can't even remember the rest. Is it Man United will play Liverpool? Or is that at Liverpool or Man U? I don't know. I think it was at Liverpool. I think it was at Liverpool. Chelsea play Leicester City and Wolves play Coventry uh, yeah. in the four quarterfinals. So, being a few weeks. So, I think it's the back end of March. So, we'll look forward to Newcastle rolling over Man City. Um, Lee's given us uh, boots on the wrong feet for penalties. Um which is a, not a bad shout. Although, to be fair, if it was Burnley League, we might not know if, they, if they've been using that technique all season. Um, I found this slate of Premier League games really hard, Barry. Um, and maybe I think it was just the, the fettle I was in after the weekend, you know, when things aren't going. We've said before uh, that your, your mood can affect how you're picking stuff. But anyway, uh, we'll discuss it and maybe uh, some clarity will come through talking to you. Let's talk first about underdog fantasy. Um, it is the easiest place to play fantasy sports and the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. They've obviously changed this advert. I probably should have read it first. Um, so the pick em game, you can pick your favourite players and have a high roll or a stack total. Uh, you can win up to 100 times your money. Uh, so just pick between two and five players and build your pick em entries. So I like all of that. Um, sign up today with the promo code SGPN and get your first deposit doubled up to $100, as well as an instant pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Don't forget to register with our promo code, that's PLGP, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100, as well as an instant pick'em special. Must be 18 or over, present the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.com dot org and the network here SGPN teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus sign up between now and the end of the month five winners receive an Underdog hat Underdog shirt and $50 SGPN gift card sign up today using the promo code SGPN and go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win right Saturday Three o'clock. So we've got no Friday night game. We've got no Saturday lunchtime game. Um, we go to Saturday three o'clock. The first game off is Brentford taking on Chelsea. Brentford were two to one when I looked at these yesterday. We've drifted a little bit out to twenty-one to ten plus two ten. The draws eleven to four plus two seventy-five, and Chelsea are fifteen to thirteen plus one one five. Really, really. Hard. This entire slate, Baz, actually, looking at the the form of last week's down the board, that I thought the form's pretty reliable. And I looked at the... We often look at the XG numbers, but I looked at the XG fairness this week, Baz, um, which will tell you if the result is kind of what it should have been. And most of the games were. So, actually, I thought the form, you can kind of take and you can rely upon it. Um, the one that wasn't really was Man United-Fulham. They reckon Man U should have turned Fulham over. But I watched that game. I'm not sure where that came from. Um, and Everton got away with it. But really, the form um, looked pretty reliable last week. Brentford played okay in spells against 
City last week. And then they played OK in spells against West Ham, but only after starting 2 0 down. So I'm not really sure what what that means. Do, do you give them credit for performing, having had such a terrible start, or do you sort of take credit away from them for kind of only performing once the pressure was off? Like, it's not really easy to say. And, and West Ham have been in, in poor form. Um, so they did concede four goals. Um, they had a decent effort against Man City. That 1-0 against Man City is the outlier. There's been tons of goals again in these Brentford games. Eight out of ten have finished over two and a half. Seven of those finished over three and a half. And four of them were over four and a half. One of them was over five and a half. All had both teams to score. So goals, 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 and right up the ladder. You can't bet Chelsea at 15 to 13 in the same way you couldn't bet them tonight at what were they wanted to or whatever. Took a 90-odd minute goal to be the championship side. But again, goals in their games. We had the nil-nil in the cup final last week. Happy to put a line through. Um, tonight's game finished 3-2. Before that in the league, seven of eight, both teams to score, six of eight, over two and a half. So the trends for both sides are a bet, a lead off with all the time, Barry. I feel like this is me lead off bet on the show. It's both teams to score and over two and a half goals, which is four to five, minus 125. I did say to you, Baz, just before we start the show, I feel like that's a lazy pick. I don't know why, because it's perfectly legit. It pays the same as any other four to five shots. Um, but I made three of those picks, both teams to score over two and a half, and I thought that three was too many, so I actually forced myself into changing one because it just feels like a lazy shit house pick. Like, if you can't pick something, go for both teams to score over two and a half. So I'm going to put my hands up to that, and I'm trying not to give it out, but two games it seems like a giveaway, and this was the first one, Baz. Yeah, so I, I actually got close to going with Chelsea here, um, which surprised me a bit, but I just... I, I was wrong to show a little bit of faith in Brentford on Monday and they were well beaten. We're never, never really in it. Spoiled things for me a bit. Um, and I thought, I just thought before that game, I thought they looked a bit more likely than West Ham to produce a result. But you look at their form now, they've lost nine of the last 12. They've won only two in the 12 games. The recent win versus Wolves was their only clean sheet in 15 games. And... It's quite odd, actually, looking at a form like they've played Wolves four times in the last nine games now, twice in the cup, twice in the league. So half of the form that I'm looking at are all games against Wolves. But uh, like you, I, I've looked to goals and, and as, as I've looked more at the Chelsea team total because Brentford have conceded two goals or more in eight of the last ten. They've conceded three or more in six of those ten. They're hemorrhaging goals at the back. So even though Chelsea have been quite wasteful all season. I think they might be able to do some damage here. Whether they win the game or not is another matter. But they don't need to for me. Chelsea aren't in great form, but they did hold Liverpool to a draw in 90 minutes. They held City to a draw in 90 minutes. So they're unbeaten in four. They had the wins over Palace and Villa. In both of them games, they managed to score three goals. Tonight, they've managed to score three goals. I think they can get on the score sheet here twice at least. So I'm going to take Chelsea team total over 1.5 goals at four to five. Minus 125. OK, yeah, I like that, Baz. Um, Brentford, I've been in terrible form. And like I said, Tony's made a bit of a difference. Wiss has made a bit of a difference. Um, but that was kind of inexcusable because they did just... They only kept, kind of played when the pressure was off. Um, they didn't put themselves in the game at any point on Monday. And that is a bit of a red flag. They were in poor form before that. Uh, three o'clock Saturday continues with Everton. 
against West Ham. Everton are 21 to 20, plus 105. Uh, the door is 13 to 5, plus 260. West Ham United are 5 to 2, plus 250, Bas. Yeah, so Everton's still with no league win in 2024. But they did manage to pick up four points this week. Welcome. The big news this week was Chelsea oh, getting the 10 yeah, points. Yeah, we forgot to talk about that, didn't we? Deduction is now down to a six-point deduction, um, which Bastards. moves them a little bit further away. Uh, so a little bit of positivity for them at the moment, but obviously still the cloud of another charge and possibly another six points might come at the end of the season. Who knows? Um, five out of the last six games for Everton have gone under two and a half goals. They, they don't score many. Only the bottom two teams in the league have scored less than Everton. And only the top three teams in the league have conceded less than Everton. So they're really, really tight at the back. Really, you know, struggling going forward. So it's no wonder that under two and a half hits quite regularly. Um, West Ham had been in very similar form. They had no win in 2024 either until the 4-2 win on Monday over Brentford. And maybe... Maybe I've been captivated a little bit by that game by fading Brentford in the first one and leaning towards West Ham here. Everton did win the reverse fixture, 1-0 back in October. That was actually the last time Calvert-Lewin scored. October, when he last scored a goal for Everton's absolutely mad. Some barren spell that for a striker. Um, it's not like he's got any you know, great competition there at Everton either. I don't like much about the fixture. I didn't like this one at all, but I just thought I'm going to go for the dog. I'm going to take West Ham. West Ham win might just be a big morale booster for them. The return of Pakatar will definitely be a boost. That was his first league game since Christmas. And West Ham's form is quite streaky. When they win one, they occasionally go and win two, and then they'll go on a run of five or six without a win. Um, think back to back-to-back wins not all that long ago against Man United and Arsenal. Um, which was then followed by a terrible run. So I'm going to back West Ham to get a, a, a you know, a little streak. Second game on the belt on the bounce. I think they're an all right price against a team who can't win at all. West Ham to beat Everton five to two. Malcolm. Um, Pakatar is very very important. Uh, Slick Rick mentions in the chat. Lenny's made it. Uh, hi, Lenny. How are you? Um, I agree with you, Baz. If you were going to give me a tenner and force me to pick a side. I'd pick West Ham over Everton every day of the week. However, I didn't have to look very far here because I knew this was a system play. Um, we've said repeatedly it's an overs league and if the overs is approaching even money, you've got to take it. I don't care which teams. We've done this regularly in the uh, recently with Crystal Palace against Burnley, Sheffield United. They're these dog shit teams who... Um, who get in on the unders, and Everton are in that boat as well. But West Ham just come off a 4-2 the other night. Like Everton will score their one goal that they always score. Uh, someone will bundle in at the back post with their arse. Um, so I looked at the over two and a half price, and I didn't go any further. It's 11-13, to 13, Baz. It's minus 117. Uh, it's an overs league. So I'm happy to take that um, on any game in the Premier League that you wish to give me. As you say, you point out, I've done exactly the same last week with Crystal Palace Burnley, which when you look on the face of it, two struggling teams, you think, yeah. lean to the unders. But anything over evens at the moment, well, when, you know, eight out of ten games every week are hitting over two and a halfs, and one and a halfs are hitting pretty much every game, you've always got that chance. So, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Uh, Cree has joined us in the chat. Cree, good to see you. Cree is... Uh... All over the algorithms. Love it. 
Um, next up is a three o'clock kickoff between Fulham and Brighton and Hove Albion. Fulham are seven to four plus one seventy-five. Brighton thirteen to five plus two sixty. Sorry, the draw thirteen to five plus two sixty. Brighton thirteen to nine favourites. Um, plus one forty-five for Brighton. Uh, Fulham were excellent at Manchester United last week. Fully deserved their win. And the home form's good as well. They've won seven of their 13 games. So I think seven to four is a really fair price on them. Like, um, So Brighton are favourites, but I don't. I think the prices are wrong, Baz. They've, um, they've only won four of 13 away games. Um, they've got one away win in the last seven which was against Sheffield United, so it doesn't count. They've got turned over again tonight. Um, and I know that Wolves and Brighton kind of played half a team each tonight. They didn't make wholesale changes. They made some, four or five. Um, but just at the prices, you've got a team in form, coming off a good win with a good home record against a middling team with a poor away record. Um uh, you've got to take Fulham. I just think the price of the wrong. If anything, it should be a match. It should be six to four each of two, but it's not. Fulham is seven to four plus one seventy five. Uh, so I'll take the home puppy bats. Right. Well, I don't need to talk about any of that. Um, I just need to talk about corners, Malcolm. Um, oh, Fulham, Fulham have been the golden boys for me on corners, haven't they? Massively got up the top of the ladder on team corners. We then got up the ladder with Fulham versus Bournemouth on match corners. And then we went to the Fulham Man United game at the weekend, match corners again, and got all the way up to 16 and a half, I think. Possibly 17 and a half, can't remember now. So Fulham have been great for me. And it's not just a case of sort of, that's worked, so just keep doing it. The, the form just keeps leading me back to it. So five of Fulham's last six games have seen 14 corners or more. They've had a 19, a 21, a couple of 15s in there. So that's 14 or more, five out of the six. Um, and much like the Man United game, because when it comes to the Man United game, we looked at the Man United side and that, it, it supported it all again. And the other side that works nicely here, Brighton's last three games have seen 14 corners, 15 corners, 15 corners. Brighton have hit double figures themselves in the last two games. I think they've hit 10 and 12 or 10 and 11, I can't remember now. So Brighton's game's full of corners, Fulham's game's full of corners, and the line starts at 10 and a half. It's usually around 11 and a half for a game like this. And I'm getting plus money for over 10.5. So over 10 and a half corners, Fulham v Brighton at 11 to 10 is where we'll start. And then we've got to get the ladder out. It's it, I love this one. 11 and a half, over 11 and a half, 7 to 4. Over 12 and a half, 11 to 4. Over 13 and a half, 9 to 2. 14 and a half, 7 to 1. Over 15.5. 11 to 1, 16.5, 16 to 1, still claiming. And over 17.5 is 22 to 1. If you want to go higher, that's as far as bet 365 go. Um, over 17 and a half corners, Fulham v Brighton at 22 to 1. If you want to shop around, I know Sky Bet will go higher. They'll give you around 30 to 1 for 18 and a half corners and 40 to 1 for there to be 20 corners in this game. Fulham games have hit the 20 a couple of times this season. And both teams are full of corners at the moment. I just think it's a really good one. The starting point at 10.5 looks really, really generous at 11 to 10. That's my main pick. But yeah, let's get all the way up the ladder here. The viral phenomenon that is Baza's ladders. Uh, 
didn't let us down, Baz. Thank you very much. Um, we move on. Once I've told you about Hall of Fame bets, win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Put all your legs into the optimizer too. Um, and it'll break it down for you. Hit rates, expected probabilities, um, players sorted by value, etc. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Next game is a game I will be at, which is Newcastle United taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers. Newcastle are 9-10, minus 1-1-1. The draws at 3-1. Wolves are 13-5, plus 260. Barry to lead us off. Um, oh God, uh, quite a short handicap, mate. For, yeah, I, I just don't think you can back Newcastle at the moment with any kind of confidence. I wasn't, I was confident enough last night. Uh, I thought they'd score a load of goals against Blackburn, who were struggling, and we made really hard work of it last night. Didn't look good at all. And we, like, we've only lost one in our last seven games, that Arsenal game, but we're just all over the place. No kind of consistency at all. Can't even rely on the home form at the moment. We've no winning four straight games at home now, so it's gone off the boil at St James's Park as well. But what we do see every time is goals, and at both ends, eight in a row, both teams to score, eight in a row, over 3.5 goals. And I think you just have to stick with the goals. No matter who Newcastle are playing at the moment, you've just got to keep playing that because we can't defend at the moment. We can't keep a clean sheet. But, but I'd always back us to score goals. Um, I'm going to go for Newcastle uh, versus Wolves to be over three and a half goals at 11-8. It's a good plus money price, one, plus one three seven. Um, as I say, you can take the both teams to score in the over two and a half. It might be the game where you've done it, Malcolm. I don't know. But uh, for me, Newcastle Wolves over three and a half goals, 11 to 8. This was the third game that I'd done it, Baz. Um, so I'll whisper it quietly because it's scribbled out. So I forced myself to scribble it out in my notes um, that both teams to score in over two goals um, was four to five. And it just looked like you're shooing. Um, the Newcastle Blackburn match was quite exciting. I kind of realised it was exciting about 20 minutes after the game, once I'd stopped hating every second of it. Um, if you were a neutral, there was loads of fun because it was end to end. There was shot, save, cleared off the line, crossbars, all sorts of stuff, and then a penalty shootout. Um, what is evident is that at no point have Newcastle got any control over what they're doing uh, recently. So sometimes they win, like they did at Forest. And sometimes they lose, and sometimes they've drawn, like they have done against Luton and Bournemouth. But it's all a complete accident, like, um, because they could have won against Luton and Bournemouth, and they could have lost against Forest. It's all over the place. My handicap here is that Newcastle have looked very capable of losing football matches, even the ones that they haven't lost. They were two behind at home to Luton. They were behind at home to Bournemouth. And Wolves have looked very capable of winning football matches. They've won one tonight. Uh, they got a very uh, comparable 4-2 win at Chelsea fairly recently. So with those two things, I'm going to take Wolves, Baz. Um, call it a reverse mush if you want, because I'm sick of going up the road and watching us not win. Um, but I'm going to take Wolves at 13-5, plus 260. They've got players who are going to cause us all kinds of problems. And we have been flirting 
uh, with a bit of a disaster at home recently. So Wolves might just catch us at the weekend. I'll take Wolves as the away underdog. Next up is three o'clock. We carry on with Nottingham Forest against Liverpool. What we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, three o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday. Old school. Uh, Nottingham Forest are five to one. They've drifted half a point um, since uh, they lost to Manchester United earlier on. The draw is at Burlington Birdie, 100 to 30. And Liverpool are 11 to 20, minus 181. Um, so that Forest game tonight, it kind of looked like a mid-table game, didn't it? It was just bang average. Um, neither team really deserved to win. The winning goal was late. It was ugly. Lots of t- the, Both teams made several half chances. So something like happened at the end was what was going to be the difference. So it hasn't really changed much about either team. Forrest, they're just not doing enough really at the moment. The the trouble with handicap in Liverpool is what team are they going to be able to put out? Because sitting here at this point, Barry, I don't know. And I don't think many people do know. Um, so look at the team news. This is one. Uh, where well, you're going to have to look at the team news nearer the time. Um, Liverpool, at the, they're certainly too short to want me uh, for me to want to back them to win at 11 to 20 because Forrest are capable at home. So I don't really want Liverpool. Um, you can't back them on the handicap or even a team total, anything like that, because you don't know what team they're going to be able to put out. So the the, the question marks outweigh the ability for you to back Liverpool. Um, both teams. I really struggled to find an angle in, but I got there in the end, Baz, and I, quite, I don't mind it, actually. Both teams have been involved in cagey games this week, Baz. Um, Nottingham Forest this evening against Man United, 0-0 up the 89th minute. Liverpool against Chelsea was relatively cagey, um, 0-0. And Southampton, um, they got the first goal in the 44th minute and then got away a little bit later on. So, I'm going to take this same again, Baz. So, quite a tight game. If you've got Forest full tilt against Liverpool, maybe at three-quarter strength, I think Forest can live with them in the first half. In the second half, once we get a goal, it's going to open up because Liverpool have got to go for it regardless of what happens. If they get in front, it'll open up and they could pick Forest off. So, the second half to have the most goals, Baz, is a really, it's a backable price. It's 19 to 20. It's minus 105. So, I really had to dig through 15, 20 markets to find a bit I like. But that's the one. Second half, most goals, Forest Liverpool, 19 to 20, minus 105. And we will say hello to Axel, who says up the Reds, although we don't know which Reds he means. Um, I don't care which Reds he means. We, we ate them all. Hello, Axel. How are you? Baz? Yeah, so I'm pleased you went that way. I don't mind your pick. I thought you were going to go towards the unders um, when you talked about the KG games and comparison to the Chelsea game and the Knights game. And I wouldn't have liked that because I've gone the opposite way. I mean, I left this one till late to see how tonight's games developed and really didn't change much for me. Forrest, I thought, give Man United a good game. Man United obviously done what they do and, and picked a, a late winner off. And Liverpool, at the time of writing the notes, were 1-0 up and, and sort of seen it out comfortably in the end. And I've wrote exactly the same as you. It's hard to know what to do with Liverpool as you've really no idea who's going to be back. Because Klopp hasn't really given any indication certainly around Salah or Nunes, as to any timelines. I think a lot of people thought they would potentially make the bench for Sunday's cup final. Neither of them made the bench, nor Sobersly tonight. And you think if they're not on the bench tonight, 
are, are they going to be likely to start? I would feel probably, probably not. Whether they make the bench at the weekend, who knows? But yeah, there's been very little news. I think we'll probably find out a bit more Friday or Thursday, whenever Klopp's um, press conference is for the weekend. So, same as you, I didn't want Liverpool handicapped or anything like that, although I took that tonight. Different situation in a cup game. Both teams to score has hit in seven of the last eight Forest games in the league, that is. Six of the last seven league games for Liverpool. Um, and Liverpool games have now seen seven straight games over three and a half goals. So I was between two options here. I either wanted the over three and a half total goals in the game or the over two and a half in the both teams to score. And I've moved for the over three and a half because it's a bigger price. Both teams to score with over two and a half goals is four to five, minus 125. I'm taking the over three and a half. Forest v Liverpool, over three and a half goals at 11 to 10, plus 110. Uh, Harry reckons Liverpool could be in for a fade. And I, I kind of agreed with you. That's why I didn't really want to factor Liverpool in too much, Harry. Um, Lenny's given us a pick for Mexico on Friday night. If anyone's interested, DJ stuff. Um, Lenny, Lenny is good with his Mexican stuff, by the yeah. way. If you're in the Discord, you'll know that I've quite uh, regularly followed Le- Lenny on some of that stuff, and he's uh, he knows his stuff. Uh, the pick on Friday night is uh, Nakaxa, double chance with both teams to score. He's then given out Huddersfield, Birmingham, and Plymouth on Saturday. So, Huddersfield to Mexico is a, lo- a nice pivot, Lenny. That's exactly what we're here for. Uh, a Robertson assist says Michael 130. Um, they are good at the old set pieces, like you're right, free kicks and corners. Uh, so Robertson swinging one of them in for Van Dyke to nod home 100 to 30 makes sense. Next up is the final three o'clock Saturday game Tottenham Hotspur taking on Crystal Palace. Tottenham are one to two minus 200. The draw is 130 plus 333, and Crystal Palace are 11 to two plus 550. Uh, Tottenham lost their five-game unbeaten run um, last time out when they lost at home to Wolves. Um, And they've won nine and lost four at home. Tons of goals, over two and a half, and both teams to score eight in a row. Um, Palace up to 13th. Up to 13th. Palace got into 13th. They've won one game ever in the last 30 years. How are they in 13th in the Premier League? Um... They got the old new manager bounce from what's his name? Oliver Philip. What's his name? Oliver. We're not very Oliver. Oliver Glasner. Uh, Oliver Glasner. Um, yeah, they got the old new manager bounce, and we even got a J, uh, JP Mateta goal uh, for me last week as well. Um, so that little unknown um, with how Palace are going to play, um, and if there's still going to be a little bit of steady improvement uh, behind Glasner. Makes it hard to assess. The only way in has to be goals. Um, like I said, Tottenham were too short. They got turned over last time out. And you don't know what to get with Palace. So this is what I'm un, um, unashamedly taking the over two and a half of both teams to score. This is the second one that I'm legitimately... Because it's an unbelievable bet, I think, here at 19 to 20, minus 105. Um, Palace have only failed to score once in the last 11 games. And that was the 5 0 hump, and they got it Arsenal. Um, so Palace will definitely score. Tottenham might nick a 2 1, but Palace might nick a 2 1. Either way, this bet cashes over two and a half. And BTTS, yes, in Tottenham v Crystal Palace, 19 to 20, minus 105, Barry. 
Yeah, we've got different thoughts on this one. Uh, 2-1 is, is no good to me here. Spurs have been a little inconsistent lately. One win, one draw, one loss in the last three. And they've got no clean sheet in eight straight league games. You're right, goals stands out. All of those last eight games have went over two and a half and both teams to score. And five of the eight went over three and a half goals. Palace have picked up a few points lately, but the wins come against the two at the bottom of the league, Sheffield United and Burnley. Picked up a point at Everton, who are also struggling. And I just think this is a much more difficult game. And personally, you said Spurs are too short. I was a little surprised that Spurs weren't shorter than one or two here. Uh, maybe the new manager is being factored into it. But it's Palace. They've not won in eight away games. They've lost four of their last five away from home. They let in four away to Brighton, five away to Arsenal. And I think coming to White Hart Lane could see a similar outcome. I'm, I'm not concerned about the new manager coming in. Spurs haven't been flying lately, but I think they'll do the job here. And I've taken Spurs on the handicap. Spurs minus one and a half to win by two or more against Palace. Is it five to four? Or if you're the type of person who can get the Asian handicaps, then on bet 365, you can take the minus one, which gets you a stake back if Spurs win by one goal. That's at four to five, which I don't think is bad. I think Spurs win this game. But I'm going to take Spurs to win by two or more at five to four. Um, Spurs are a bit too Spursy bars for me. Um, that loss to Tottenham yeah, Wolves last what time just what me off. You are, but what a Palace that I've just I'm just not. Yeah, they've got a Palace. new manager, man. That doesn't matter. They're going to be like Brazil seventy from here on out. Um, yeah, tea time Saturday. Luton Town take on Aston Villa. Luton Town are sixteen to five plus three twenty. The draw is 16-5, plus 3.20. Aston Villa, 3-4, minus 133, Um, I'm just laughing at one of the comments there. Where are we at the moment? Luton v Villa. Yeah. Despite lots of uh, recent endeavour from Luton, they have lost four in a row now and no win in five. They've conceded 19 goals in those five games now. They do continue to score every week. Even in defeats to the likes of City and Liverpool, they've managed to get on the score sheet. Villa possibly turned a bit of a corner. They've been on a run of just one win in five, but they've now had back-to-back wins against Fulham and Forest. And they won the reverse fixture of this one, 3-1. I think they'll win this again here. Luton just aren't getting the results. They're playing all right. They are catching the eye. They're the most likely to get out of the, the danger zone at the bottom of the league. But I just... I like Villa in this one. They're a little bit of a short price as a pick, but I've just kept it a simple money line pick. Villa to beat Luton at three to four. Completely agree with you, Baz. I think um, I would. Uh, I, yeah, that's not my pick, but it was very, very close to it. It's just about the backable price, straight to four minus one thirty-three, dead straightforward, and it stood out immediately. It's a good price. I just think Luton are regressing a little bit. Um, see, last night they got humped. Um, but you can't really count that cup game. We we said that they would uh, make changes because they've got bigger fish to fry. They've got other considerations. But they've lost three in a row, and there's a few worrying signs for them. Even though I was quite impressed with them up here a few weeks ago, but maybe that, in hindsight, when you've seen everyone else be able to score tons of goals against Newcastle, that wasn't as impressive as I gave it credit for at the time. They've lost three of the last four at home. 
They lost to Sheffield United and drew with Burnley. So that doesn't count. And they're four points adrift again after Everton got those points back. So it's an important weekend to see how Luton react to that. And um, because they'd given themselves, they were right in the hunt. And all of a sudden, they're just a couple of games off the pace again. Because um, when you are down at the bottom, four points is a big ask. Like you've got to, that would take you three, four weeks to claw four points. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a setback for them. Villa did have a little bit of a wobble that home defeat against Man United, but they've reacted well. Um, back to back wins, and they do look full of goals again. Luton have conceded 13 in the last four. Um, so I'm going to go with Villa goals. Uh, Villa goals over two and a half. Villa goals, to be precise, is seven to four plus 175. I also will give a special shout out for I like Villa to win with over two goals. It's six to five plus 120. Um, so Villa can nick it two, one, three, one, something like that. Um, they could do that by themselves, but a Villa team total of over two and a half, seven to four plus 175. Uh, Villa goalkeeper saves here. Uh, from Michael. We like to shout out Michael's weekly saves pick. Um, he thinks Luton can put a little bit of pressure on Ebby Martinez. Um, pointing out that the Manchester City keeper made six saves last night against Luton Town. So, yeah, backed up with a little bit of data there by Michael. Uh, we move on to Sunday, uh, the 3rd of March. Are you ready, Lee? Come on. Burnley take on Bournemouth at 1pm, which is 8am Eastern time, where Burnley are 3-1 to the draw is five to two plus two fifty, and Bournemouth are nineteen to twenty minus one or five. Barry. Yeah, so Burnley. Yeah, it was in, I tell you what, when I come to this game, I thought it's a little bit intriguing in a way as neither side can win a game at the moment. Bournemouth have gone right off the boil as well. So Burnley no win in eight league games. Bournemouth no win in seven. So I did come into it thinking. Is, is this the one? Is this the one where Burnley might pick up something? Ultimately, I think you have to be absolutely mad to back Burnley at the moment in any shape or form. Um, the last four defeats were all by two or more goals, and I just can't see them keeping Bournemouth at bay here. Bournemouth are an OK price at around evens, but the form concerns me. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you've taken Bournemouth. I think the price... Does catch the eye. Anything around evens for anyone to beat Burnley looks okay. But no win in seven just concern, concerned me a little bit. So I, I do like Bournemouth as a pick, but I've got I've went elsewhere. I've gone for corners again. I'm in the corners market again. Bournemouth team corners over five point five at oh, at over five point five goals. Uh, I'm getting making right mess of this. Over Come five on, and half Bournemouth corners. At four to five. Um, the reasons Burnley have conceded at least six corners in each of their last eight games. So they've given up the 5.5 in eight games straight, Burnley. Bournemouth have actually hit double figures for their own corners in five of the last 10. Obviously, if I like corners, I generally take the ladder. So here are a few of the prices you can get going up the ladder with Bournemouth corners. So I'm going to start my main pick here is. Bournemouth team corners over 5.5 at 4 to 5. We'll jump it up a little a little step. We'll miss a step out. Over 7.5 Bournemouth corners, 5 to 2. Over 9.5, 7 to 1. 10.5, 11s. 11.5, 16s. And over 12.5 is 25 to 1. 
my main ladder corners is definitely I prefer the Fulham game is is Fulham match corners is the one I really really like. I, I like Bournemouth team corners here, and I possibly will take it a little bit lower, uh, a little bit higher. But um, yeah, the main pick is the over five and a half. That's where I've gone. Um. The chat just pointing out, Lee pointing out that Solanke might be injured, which I hadn't seen. So I've just had a little look here, and currently 25% chance of Solanke playing, um, which would make a little bit of a difference. But I haven't factored that into my handicap, so I can't change it now. Um, quite a lot of these games, I've got half a page of notes for Barry. Burnley Bay Bournemouth, I have got one word written down, Baz. Do you want to guess what that word is? Bournemouth. Is the right answer. Bournemouth. Any Premier League team that's even money to beat Burnley, um, as long as it's not Sheffield United, is plenty good enough for me. Um, I can't get it. I don't know what Burnley are playing at. It, it's just gone so far the other way. It's not even funny. Um, you have to take Bournemouth. I mean, Bournemouth has been lively as well. The, the results haven't been great. But they ran City pretty close last week. They were good against Newcastle. They've got some players in form. Semenya's looking good. Um, I just I like what Bournemouth are about. Um, and they're going to cause Burnley all sorts of problems, like Solanke or no Solanke. Bournemouth, um, 9 to 10 or 19 to 20, minus 105. Um, Lee's pick was the time of the first goal might be interesting. Uh, with Solanke being out, and actually he might have a decent point there, although his selection of midnight on Tuesday uh, was a little bit OTT. Uh, Sunday, half past three. Why is this one half past three? You're fucking about with stuff. Um, 10.30 Eastern time. Manchester derby. Man City take on Man United. Man City are... Uh, they've been nipped in here. They're around about one to four now, minus 400. Uh, the draw is nine to two, plus four fifty, and Manchester United are now out to nine to one. They were eight and a half to one um, when I handicapped this. So I don't know what the books have seen for Man United uh, to drift out for another half a point, but they're all the way out at nine to one, Barry. Oh, you want me to start with this one? I'm happy was to. It, it was, was it, it you won last week, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it I'm, I'm off. I'm away. Let's go. Okay, um, sorry. In my head, I, I feel like City have been struggling a bit lately. But then you look at their form line; they've actually only failed to win once in the last 15 games, and that was against Chelsea, which was a draw. I think it's just the fact they haven't been blowing anyone away in recent games. I've sort of getting this in the head that City are are making hard things, but they certainly hit their stride last night, putting six past Luton, Holland. Hit another five. It's only a matter of time before he puts some someone for six, doesn't he? Become the first player to do it. Um, Man United themselves just I put down just one defeat in eight. It'll be one defeat in nine now after tonight, and they've won the last three straight away games in the league. Taking the tonight, that'll be four straight away games. Um, we did think we do think Man United have rode their luck a bit lately. Um, a lot of late goals, performances haven't been brilliant. Um, did you watch any of the Man United game tonight, Malcolm? Yeah, I watched the last. Fernandez well, second done, half, pretty much. Second half, first half, Fernandez done exactly the same thing, where he threw himself in the air, threw himself on the floor, rolled around, holding his ankle, didn't get the free kick, and then the ball was about to come back, and so he just jumped to his feet and cracked on again. Exactly the same. Brilliant. 
then there was that other one where he got fouled and he gave a foul. It was a free kick, fair enough. And he just sits there throwing his arms in the air, pointing and waving. It's oh, absolutely stinks his attitude. Like, um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Ultimately, City were a little too short for me here. Um, so I've gone for something a bit different. Um, Michael Roberts is going to love this. I've gone for keeper saves and it's hey. Onana keeper saves over four and a half. Onana saves in the game. And here's why last five games for City have seen them force a total of 36 saves out of keepers. Only the Chelsea game would have went under the four and a half. Chelsea keeper had four saves, wouldn't hit the line, line there. But there's plenty of form for opposition keepers being kept busy by City, as you would expect. Onana hasn't gone over this line much in the Premier League lately. But Man United are giving up loads of chances. They give up loads of shots on goal. And I think City will be more clinical than some of their recent opponents. In the reverse fixture, Onana made seven saves in that 3-0 defeat. He made five saves tonight against Forrest. And I just think at plus money, I'd be surprised if you don't get a good run out of this bet. Because City are regularly hitting double figures for shots on target. Onana over four and a half saves at 11 to 10 is my pick. Um, it's it, it's one I'll ride a little bit higher. I'll take the five to two for over five and a half saves, five to one for over six and a half, and 10 to one for Onana to have eight saves in this game. Yeah, Michael's like a proud father, he says, Barry. You've given out a little saves ladder. Um, so Man City spanking Luton last night didn't really do my handicap any favours. Um, because it, it is tricky. Uh, Manchester City have had back-to-back 1-0s. Um, now, I know we slag everybody off here. Manchester United are out here at a giant, giant price, and they were a similar price, Barry, when they went to Liverpool, and we actually picked them that day because we thought that represented a little bit of value, possibly, and we thought they were too big. And did it finish 0-0, I think? It wasn't a terrible pick. Yeah. Like, we weren't miles away. Um not today, though. I wouldn't know what to do with this price either. You could double it and I wouldn't back it. Fuck that. Um, just point that out. I'm not just dismissing them out of hand because if it was viable, I'd get involved, but I'm not. I'm just not buying it at all. Um, so, and again, that's just on the eye test. And we watched them tonight again and they did nothing. So, this is purely on the prices, Barry. Man City have had four league games in a row under two and a half goals, Baz. And the price. Is magnificent. It's 15 to 8 plus 187 for the under two and a half. However, that price is so big that if you want it to be safer, the under three and a half is a great bet as well. You can have another goal, knock yourself out. The under three and a half is four to five minus 125. A little repeat of that three nil bass that you mentioned. They can get loads of shots, so Nordic can make loads of saves um, and they'll beat them. But yeah, under three and a half goals. Um, is far, 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 far too big at four to five minus one twenty-five. If you're feeling a bit fruity, get involved in the fifteen to eight plus one eighty-seven. Um, I've just noticed the time bars were taking far too long. Yeah, uh, there's one game left. Luckily, it's a uh, right. Sheffield United on Monday night. This is Sheffield United taking on Arsenal. Sheffield United are sixteen to one. Bosch, the draw is six to one. And Arsenal are two to eleven, minus five fifty, Barry. Yeah, I mean this could be a bloodbath, Markham. I can't remember yep. the last time we saw such a short price for an away team. Um, two That's to eleven. Arsenal. First line of my notes, Baz, 
is that I can't remember seeing an away team at this short a price yet. But but you look at it and it's it's pretty justified, isn't it? It's entirely justified. Yeah. Um, the bookies aren't there to give money away. And I can't in my right mind sit here and try and get clever with it and try and find a way to do anything clever with Sheffield United because that would just be silly. I just think you've got to find the way of getting involved in Arsenal. Sheffield's form generally is, is obviously very poor. But looking at their home form alone, standalone at their home form, um, they've conceded five in each of the last three games. Three consecutive games at home conceding five goals. Brighton twice, Villa once. And they have shown a tendency to just fold in games. And now they're facing Arsenal, who've got 25 goals in the last six league games. They've just scored four against Newcastle. They scored a five, they scored a six. They put three past Liverpool. Um, it's got to be Arsenal goals. And how bad has it got to be when you need to take a team total of over 3.5 to get to plus money? But I'm prepared to do it on this occasion. Arsenal to score four or more goals at seven to four. Um, is the pick for me, and I'm going to have some stupid little bets, um, small stakes on some silly scores 10 to 1 for Arsenal to score six, um, which they did just a couple of weeks ago against West Ham, 25 to 1 for Arsenal to score seven, or 50 to 1 for them to do what Newcastle did at Bramall Lane and score eight. So, yeah, the main pick for me is Arsenal to score four, but you've got to have a little bit on those, those bigger ones because Arsenal are just in flying form at the moment. We, we saw, I mean, as soon as they got two up against Newcastle, I thought we could get hit for five or six easily that game. Um, Sheffield United are a lot worse than us. Um, it could be a bloodbath. So, you're right, Baz. The, those games that you mentioned, 5-0 at Burnley, 6-0 at West Ham, 5-0 at Open Palace. Um, there is another common factor in that, and that's the nil as well. So as much as we're looking at Arsenal scoring, um, they're defending really, really well. Um, they've only conceded 23 goals in 26 games. Sheffield United can very easily not score here. Uh, really, really easily. There's nothing to, re to recommend Sheffield United at all. Um, the Arsenal have got a league high, Barry, 38% clean sheets uh, so far this season. So I'm just going to take Arsenal to win the nil. Um, they might just have a night off battering the Oppo um, and win it 3-2-3-0. Did they go to Burnley and beat them 2-0 quite recently, didn't they? Um, so a little result like that wouldn't surprise me at all. But I think the nil is important. So Arsenal to win the nil is a price of 5-6, to six, minus 120. Um, Baz, exotics? Yeah, so give me one second. Yeah, underdog for me, West Ham. Start off with the West Ham to beat Everton as an underdog at five for two. Um, scorer, gotta go straight back to that Arsenal game. Take a pick of anyone from Arsenal, they're all over even money to score anytime. So I'll have Saka anytime at five to four and nine to two for a first goal from Saka. But I also like first scorer Gabriel at 18 to one, Saliba at 28 to one because they're just. Getting a lot of goals from the set pieces at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. So 18 to 1 and 28 to 1 for Gabriel and Saliba. I have a couple of quid on each of those. Um, good chance. Um, my accumulator amalgam, something a little bit different this week. I've had a couple of ladders, I've gone for some corners stuff tonight. So I'm doubling up the corners, the Fulham game and the Burnley game, both to be over 11 and a half corners, five to one double. 
And then add in the Spurs game for a 10 to 1 treble. So that's Fulham's game, Burnley's game, Spurs game. Take them at the first two as a double, five to one. Then the three of them for a treble at 12 to one. The form for the, those teams involved going over 11 and a half recently is brilliant. I really love that as an actor. I think the treble at 12 to one is brilliant. And because the form's really good for that, I'm going to take it a little step up. So I'm going to take the team treble, but for over 12 and a half corners. So each of those games to have 13 corners is a 28 to one acre. So that's the Fulham game, Burnley game and Spurs game. Over 13, sorry, 13 or more corners, 28 to one. Okay, but that's fancy. You like that. Um, Obviously, I need to mention as a as a weekly stand and bet now as well, over 1.5 yeah. times 10 fixtures, 4 to 1 this week. And the over 2.5 times 10 is 75 to 1. 75 to 1. Um, my anytime goal scorer, I'm going to go right to the very first game and I'm going to take Ivan Tony. Um, Chelsea have got no interest in defending at all. Um, Ivan Tony, I watched him the other night. I think he's a bit of a tit, Baz. I don't really like his attitude. He's quite he postures, doesn't he? Um, however, he um he's a very good footballer, he's got loads of good technique. I watched him quite closely, and he's gonna be a handful when he's gonna to go to a good team. He looked really dangerous, and he can score all kinds of different goals, Baz as well. He'll be on pens and free kicks in this game. So five to one first goal and last goal in eight to five plus one sixty, anytime goal scorer, Ivan Tony for Brentford against Chelsea. For my dog. Just a little puppy, Baz. It's a little, uh, it's a little spotty puppy jumping around your front room. It's Fulham. It's seven to four plus one seventy-five. The prices are wrong for them to be Brighton. And I've written down here: I cannot build an accumulator for shit because I've tried. If you saw the amount of shit I've scribbled out here, Barry, I just can't do it. Everything I try to do is rubbish. And then I found one. It is a good one as well. It's a half-time money line play, Baz. Aston Villa, Bournemouth and Arsenal all to be leading at half-time. Um, that price is 17-2, to Baz. It's plus 862. I can't even remember who Villa are playing. Oh, Villa are playing Luton, aren't they? So Villa to be beating Luton. Bournemouth will be beating Burnley, obviously. And Arsenal will be 10 up against Sheffield United. 17-2, uh, plus 862. Half-time money line play. And I think, Baz... Uh, we've waffled on for ages, but we've made it to the end. You've got two and a half minutes if you want to tell anyone anything. Uh, I had a milestone today, Malcolm, in my um, my New Year's resolutions. Still not back, Man United. Still smoking the ladders. Uh, broke a two stone barrier off this year, so uh, good effort that was. Two stone in two, just before the end of February as well. Stone a month, uh, so yeah, on track. On track for that 10 stone off this year, Mark. Still a bit good of a time. challenge, but a uh, good start. Yeah, well done, mate. Keep it up. Uh, thanks, uh, Baz, firstly, and thank you, everybody who got involved. Um, all the way back to uh, Luke Oldham at the top of the show and everyone else who said hello. We do appreciate it. The comments and everything uh, mean a lot and help us out on uh, on YouTube, so keep it up. Even the the algorithm boosters when everyone's just telling us that they're they're just doing it for the uh, for the algorithms. It's fantastic and we appreciate it. Um, I'm doing the baseball tomorrow. If you want to get involved in that, same time I think me and D Rock will be 
looking at the NL East, I'm all over this baseball season. Never been as confident. My misplaced confidence is at an all-time high for this upcoming baseball season. Uh, we're going to be millionaires. Absolutely can't wait. Um, thanks, everyone, for getting involved. We'll be back on Sunday night to have a look at whatever's going on next week. I've got no idea. Um, good luck with your picks. Enjoy the weekend. And we will see you down the road. Cheers.